Yo, what up, man? It's your boy, Elliot from Boston. It's the EFB Podcast. The EFB Sports Show. Got my boy, OTO, in the building. Yo, yo. Yo, um, uh-uh. we're talking Reggie Lewis right now, Boston Celtics. Um, we're going to start with some NBA on the sports show. And shout out to the Celtics, man. They just beat <clears throat> they just beat the Warriors last night. And it wasn't even like a... a I didn't even feel like it was a fluke victory, like... Of like, of course, national media is saying today that uh, the Warriors have never had such a bad shooting night, and and you know their next team that's playing defense. I feel bad for them, but we played good defense on them, and like throughout the whole game, it was solid, a, a very very solid defensive game, you know. And it's that kind of game where if the Celtics are hitting shots and playing their style of defense, there that's when they're a really really good team. Like there's that offensive, that offensive gear that they've gone to this year is what's the difference from last year, where last year I feel like they had longer offensive slumps, where this year I feel like it, you know, they pretty much every night they can score. I don't know. What do you think? Hey, I think this team is a product of the new acquisitions, man. Like who? The what? rookie and um, Jalen. And, and Al Horford. Uh, and Al Horford, yeah. 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 I mean Al Horford, you know, now the narrative is it's it's popular to say, Oh, he does what you don't what you can't see on a stat sheet, but that's the only really way you can describe why he's worth the contract that he's worth. I mean, the fact that um he signed, you know, with the Celtics as an unrestricted free agent. All it took was um, you know, moves on Atlanta's part when they signed Dwight Howard and the combination of, of Brad Stevens being a good coach and, and us displaying a good brand of basketball last year. Um, the fact that he signed a max deal with us, a cold weather city, a high tax city, um, <laughs> a city that really doesn't have a great nightlife, um, you know, and how big a role Isaiah played in 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 starting to to kind of make Boston popular, with the way he's brought Floyd Mayweather to the to the Garden, uh, the way celebrities are at the Garden as far as the Patriots and the local teams, um, those two players, you know, offensively, it's almost like that's why Boston is now kind of being a, considered a big deal, you know. So Isaiah's doing his thing offensively. Al Horford. You know, what he can do to create for Isaiah and then the athleticism that Jalen Brown has off the bench combined with a dude like Jay Crowder who he'll those two players, Jalen Brown and Jay Crowder, throw problems at at threes and fours on the other team. Athletically, just what, what they can both finish at the rim. This team offensively has taken it to another gear this year, and that's why I, I'm more confident this year that they can get out of the first round, which is is what they should do. What do you think about the uh, the actual the like? Because if you look at the box score, I mean, what did the Warriors score? Uh, Eighty six points. Yeah. You think that defense is finally gonna catch up to what it was doing uh, last year? Um, at least the eighty percent of it. I mean, with Bradley back, he's the X factor okay. because when when Bradley is in the lineup, you can realistically go Bradley, Smart, and Crowder, and Jalen at the same time, I'm, and offensively you I'm, have enough there. Yeah, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. If they could turn it on defensively, the East is they take they're taking the whole thing. In the East. No, no. Yes. No. Uh, Cleveland still has that other I, gear. I, I'm not even saying they're going to take the Eastern Conference Championship. I'm saying they're going to get the number one seed. Okay, so you think they get the one seed, but where do you think they go in the playoffs? I don't care if they get the number one seed. I told you what I I told you how I felt about this roster. It's all about experience for me. This team's not going to win a championship. No, it's not. But I, and it's not going to win a championship. But yet, that's why I still wanted them to make a move at the deadline because I felt like deadline is over. I know, but what I'm saying is, I felt like if you upgraded this roster, you could at least guarantee 
the, the Bro, Eastern Conference if, Finals. If, if you could show the world that you can go to the Eastern Conference Championship, take it to Game 7 on your court, and let's say lose by one to LeBron James, you're showing everybody in the NBA that you're only one player away. Or two player away. Or two or two players away. So what you're saying is you could take the Eastern Conference the way the team is right now? I'm saying if they could do if they could put up if if they could put up a hundred points every night and keep teams under a hundred every night, it's gonna be a smooth sailing into the Eastern Conference Championship. But that that's why I'm saying that had they Other teams in the East can't score. The Wizards can't score. What do you uh, mean? Uh, they can't score. That bench cannot score. That bench is the worst bench in the East. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It is. Okay. They cannot score. We have a strong bench as a comparison to other teams in the top. It, well, to be honest with you, uh, the Cavs just lost, what, one of their big acquisitions. You know what I'm saying? Um, Kevin Love's going to be back, you know, by the playoffs. You know, that team is going to be coasting it. They're going to coast. You know, the, they're they're going to try to be healthy. That team is stacked. Who the Cavs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you, but they're just gonna try to ride the wave into the playoffs. I don't think they're gonna try to get, get anybody it, healthy. I, LeBron James still puts in the most minutes in the NBA by far. So, but that's what I'm saying though. Like they they can do that because when they get to the playoffs, they just have that gear that we don't have. They have that gear right. that we have to have the game of and the life of the life we're of gonna the other life. And we're going to avoid them all the way into the Eastern Conference Championship. I do not believe in teams at the bottom like that everybody's afraid of, the Heat and everybody. I'm not afraid of those matchups at all. Yeah, because I mean, right now, I think if, if you finish right now, you'd be playing Chicago. By the way, we're watching the Lakers Suns right now as we're talking to. So we're just all NBA right now. Um, um I'm not I'm not scared of Chicago. Like they they we they play us tough. Um, you know Chicago's and not even gonna make the playoffs. I think that's the seventh seed right now. Yeah, but Detroit's gonna get in staying there. And then uh who's under them right now too? Uh shit, not Milwaukee. Um there's another team that I think it's better than them. But I mean the can't Pacers you, are down can't there you too. see? Can't you see a matchup of Detroit giving Boston problems? I think, I think the Heat's going to get in there with the Bulls, and the Heat's going to be it's going to be a terrible matchup for the Heat against us. Uh, we're going to be too fast for them. Any, we are going to be too fast for them. But any team that has too a, strong for them. any team that has a very big center, just I get nervous about because yeah, that's I, just not all our y'all strength. I get nervous. Oh yeah, but in a seven game series, I'm not worried about it. Like. A team like Milwaukee, those dudes are gonna break down. A team like Milwaukee that is is you know we are we are two three four times ahead of them. Milwaukee's in the tenth seed though. You don't that's what I'm saying. Seat. But I mean, a team like that, a team that's long and athletic and big, gives us problems just because of the pure length. That's why I'm happy. You don't gotta worry about them. So I mean, if you face a team like Detroit, they got Drummond, and that's it. You, and a team and like Miami, it. they have Whiteside. I don't believe in in Contavious, Reggie Jackson, all of them in a seven-game series. None of those dudes in the first and second round I'm not worried about. I mean, if if you end up with the second seed, you don't face the Raptors in the, in the second round. You face, which is who I'm really worried about. Yeah. I'm not worried about the Wizards at all. Yeah, the Raptors bother me because the Raptors Abs- got so much better at the deadline. And that's why I was Absolutely. I was really, really upset that someone like P.J. Tucker... Even though he's not like the perfect fit on the team because we we do have you know kind of that that kind of player already in Jay Crowder, but he's so good that all he cost you was a few second round picks. You could have added him, made it work, and still been really good. Well, because you could have a team a team like ours that suffers defensively is is when we really suffer. You could always have a PJ Tucker or a Jay Crowder on the floor. Hmm. You could always have a three-man rotation of Crowder, Brown, and Tucker that the guard through the four spot would always have an athletic big covering them. You think we think Brad Stevens is uh, is actually putting a hinder in that situation? Though? Yeah, I think Brad Stevens with politics whole, it. With the whole waiting for the whole lineup to be healthy. Because I think he's really about that. I think he really want. I think he's that from that perspective that if he had this he- this healthy lineup that he could do what he has to do. The thing, the thing with a healthy lineup is that it gives him 
it gives him so much strength at, at all the guard positions. Oh, my God. Because a healthy lineup, realistically, you're throwing at least three players that can play defense. Yeah. You know, and... Three and, players that can play defense and complemented by a dynamic scorer. Yeah. Which is what I, Isaiah Thomas it, was talking about the other night, too. Exactly. Isaiah Thomas, his role as a dynamic scorer to complement a two-guard position covered by either Marcus Smart or Avery Bradley, especially Avery Bradley, because when they're both hitting shots, essentially you can just rotate Bradley onto whatever other guard is is stronger it's hot that uh, night offensively. Just, yeah. So you could always hide Isaiah. You know what I mean? So when Bradley and Smart are hitting shots, especially Smart, because Smart not only hits shots, plays solid defense, but Smart is clutch as fuck. Yeah, he gets boards and everything. He is clutch as fuck. So when Isaiah Thomas is complimenting him on a strong defensive and offensive night for him, those are the nights where they beat teams like the Warriors and beat teams like the Cavs, and they really show that they could fuck with any team in the NBA. It's when they fucking lose to the Suns that you're like, what the fuck? That game was uh, it, it was an off game though from the start. <clears throat> I yeah. didn't I didn't watch the fourth quarter, but watching the uh, before halftime and the third quarter, they just looked really like they weren't like in yeah in the they flow. They party way too hard the night before. This is why I don't understand why people don't agree with me when I say. The experience, you know, of getting into deeper into the playoffs is cool. Cause yeah, I'm good with that. Cause you bring more, you know, you bring a larger attendance and a broader audience again back to the, you know, to the Celtics. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not that we have a problem with having fans all over the place. Cause we shit. When you in any other arena, in every away arena, you see green everywhere. But I'm talking like. ESPN and everything, you know what I'm saying? Now they're showing us love. Yeah, how, yeah, I know. When Bill Belichick was there, how many people were yeah. like, oh. they were fascinated with the fact that Bill Belichick was in the in the thing with LeBron James or something when he went up that way. Or yeah, like the fact that uh, you know a segment on Sports Center became a story from people wondering what would Bill Belichick do with LeBron James as a football player. It's like that's good because that comes from a Celtics game. You know what I'm saying? LeBron is all, the biggest. It all, it all goes back to that. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. If, if the next move in this rebuild is to try to add a max guy through free agency or through a trade this summer, I'm good with that because I feel like they have enough assets to do either or. They're going to have the cap space or they're going to take the pick and then just try to maneuver that. You know what I mean? If you add faults to this team and add a free agent, Forget about it. Forget about it. And I, I'm and I'm thinking one free agent. I don't even yeah. think you need. And I'm not even saying forget about it because I don't even think we're still there yet. Because you got to get the whole um, the the influx of everybody. Because you still you're probably gonna add the Euro next year at the four and you, five position. Yeah, you might add both of them. And he but might, he's gonna come off the bench. But that's Jalen. That's not Jalen. That's um. James Young and Jordan Mickey's position. So really, you're and upgrading maybe Kelly Olynyk. You're upgrading the end of the bench with and what maybe we Amir Johnson. with what we think is better positions. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, at this point, if they want to back up the Brinks truck for somebody, I think it'd be a a bad a bad play without getting that other complimentary player first. I would. I would honestly. I wouldn't. I'd wait till the last day to sign Isaiah. <laughs> last day of free agency. <laughs> make sure you got that that extra uh, uh, complimentary play with that number one. If you don't even got a number, I don't. Yo, man, I don't know, man. There's only so many number ones, and they're not coming to the Celtics. I don't know. I um, I'm really, really like, it's really exciting this off season because if you go, ahead, you know, the, just the potential to get so much better is there this year with just the combination of. Cap space, potential number one pick. If you got the number one pick, really, you have the currency to do whatever you want this offseason. That's how valuable that number one pick is. Major moves happen when you have the number one pick. Now you're in position to get Kevin Love if, if he's available. Not that you would spend the number one pick on Kevin Love, but that's what Cleveland had to have to get him. You know what I mean? You have the asset now. To realistically put you in any conversation with any team who's even one, even thinking about rebuilding 
or two, you have the asset to get into the conversation regardless. So, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm that number one pick to me, ping pong night. If we win the the lottery, that should become a Celtics holiday. It should be something that we physically, as fans, are forced to celebrate the night we won the ping pong ball because that that would be the next best asset that we had. That was something to that equivalent was when we had got Len Bias. Hmm. Yeah, and it just came off of having a successful season. Yeah. As far as the, you know, like Len Bias, they said, was the perfect complement to what the Celtics needed to bridge that group of Larry Bird and McHale and them. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how big, you know, getting someone like Markel Fultz could be. Like, he is that good a player where he is going to be what they say should be a franchise player. That's not even a, it's not even a transition. It's just the easy, it's the quick, yeah, a quick little spark to the, to the whole engine. And, and, you know, we were talking about earlier, like what to do with Isaiah off of that. I would take Fultz and just work it out. You know, I but think I think it, that that way we don't got the popular opinion, honestly. Because I be I, I be asking people about that, and I talk about it on online, and people don't agree with that. Everybody like I don't to, I don't think because you get folks, you have to move on from Isaiah next year. Like I think you can have both of them. Yeah, but the the, the, the situation with that is you're losing out. You're definitely gonna lose out on on Avery Bradley. Yeah, but I mean, in that case. You have the op- you. It's still Avery Bradley's on the contract too, so you at least have the opportunity to. You're gonna lose out on him, but you can upgrade the four with Avery Bradley, and then that would really change your team, but almost for the better. Said upgrade the four. Yeah, you like so get use a power forward. Yeah, use the last year of of Bradley's deal to get you, you know, maybe get you Blake and Griffin keep, and keep Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. So yeah, it's at Isaiah's. It's 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 you know keeping Isaiah is at Bradley's expense, but you turn Bradley and hopefully another pick into Blake Griffin if Blake if that's, the Clippers that's flame out. You split on the road. You want to keep Isaiah versus Bradley if that was a situation. We ended up with the number one pick, obviously. I just think you're gonna have to pay either one of those guys max money to keep them, and I and I don't want to pay and I don't want to pay either one of them max money. Bradley's gonna be cheaper than. Thomas, though, right? No, he's not. You don't think so? No. I think Bradley's going to be just as expensive. You don't think Bradley's more I think I think more? Isaiah and Bradley are both $100 million guys. You don't think he'll take a, the discount versus Thomas? Bradley would take the discount over Thomas. So then isn't he cheaper, essentially, then, if he takes the discount? But I think I think what Isaiah brings to you is going to be... If you it's gonna be worth you, max money from somebody else. If you met, you know, because you know, if you talk to people, the thing is, if you trade, if you trade think Bradley, we keep everybody, but we no, can't. no, if you trade Bradley, then essentially what you're doing is you're replacing Bradley with an upgrade at the power four at, at the power forward position, but also minutes to Markel Fultz if you got the number one pick. Because you gotta give him, and you gotta give him number one minutes. You gotta give him minutes. You have to. If he, he's healthy, he, he has to be guaranteed at the minimum twenty five minutes a night. If he's healthy, definitely, yeah. So you have to give him minutes, but you also, you almost do for Isaiah what Horford has done for for Isaiah by putting a very very good ball handler next to him, where he can he can be on the court for off forty ball. minutes. Forty minutes off ball, yeah. Either on ball or off ball. You know what I mean? He's on the court for forty minutes. So if at the minimum, if at the minimum, if if Isaiah leaves for free agency, your his thank you to you would be, yo, thanks for thanks for trading for me. Thanks for putting me in a very good position offensively. And thank you for in my contract year putting me in a position to get my shooting percentages up and still score 25-plus points a, a game. Isaiah's a free agent after this season. Yeah. So, so if Isaiah goes into free agency averaging 28 points, fucking, 30. you know, averaging close to 30 points mm-hmm. while playing 38 minutes, but also shooting 41% from the three because he's getting fed open looks. Mm-hmm. Pile it on. Some A team is going to give him... Fucking thirty-three million dollars a year. Philly would pay for that. 
where Philly is right now, how 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 young they are. If they added someone like Isaiah Thomas, who I, would I instantly be the leader of a team like that Philly's too, not gonna pay. They're gonna how much you how much you want to bet? They're gonna throw money at that kind of player like Philly, Kyle, Kyle Philly, Lowry. Philly is tanking to get Markel Fultz and Lonzo Ball right now. Philly, I, yeah. If they added either one of those guys, even better. But at the worst, they're gonna they're they're keeping the money open to make a run at Kyle Lowry. Yeah, because they want to put him um uh, a ball handling point guard as opposed to Isaiah Thomas who is a who is a, a, a who's an alpha male point guard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but Isaiah Thomas on Philly is almost the equiv like it's not the same as Kyle Lowry. No, it's not the same, but it's it is also not a worst case scenario given that like that at that point Ben you, Simmons could but, really be your but point. I really guard. see Kyle Lowry ended up in the Phillies from he played at Villanova. Yeah. You know, he could play next to Ben Simmons, which is what they want. They yeah, want yeah. a point guard to throw the ball to Ben Simmons. You know what that I'm saying? That team is gonna be really good. They're gonna be really, no, really fun to they're watch. They're fucking stupid. They are stupid. They're, they got rid of Nerlens Noel. Yeah. To keep Jaleel Okafor for what? The dude <laughs> fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. Yo, Okafor's my guy, yo. No, he, no. He I fucking be, I wanted Okafor. Be, he shouldn't be nobody's guy. That's my guy, man. You wanted Okafor over Marcus Smart. No, it wasn't the same draft. Yes, it was. Was it? Yeah. Was it? No? No. Was that that wasn't the Brandon Ingram draft? No, 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 no. That wasn't that was this year. What the fuck am I talking about? No. Yeah, it was the same o- draft. Okafor was the Porzingis draft. Marcus Smart was the, the Joel and B draft. Marcus Smart was the Porzingis draft. No, it wasn't. Right? No. All right, well, Marcus you... Smart was the year oh, that whatever. Andrew Wiggins went. I will get back to the topic. Fucking that dude sucks. Jaleel Ogafer, you over here talking about this, that, and third. Yo, he's good for like sixteen minutes of just offense off the bench down low. <sighs> you fucking that look, dude. Yo, look up whoever does, whoever's listening right now. Google. YouTube, Jalen Okafor, at least, what are the, what's today? March 9th? All right, so I think the last week, definitely since the All-Star break, he, he did some funny shit playing defense <laughs> where a uh, dude was driving to the post. I forget what team. And he just stood there and just stared at the guy. I never said he, he was He didn't even put on, his arms up. He yeah, just, I never said he was going on defense. He just stood there like a, like, like a piece of fucking... I just think if you if you if he was like a on, piece of butter in the middle of the pan, not even lit yet. He's just not <laughs> going nowhere. <coughs> if he was on this team, and you just gave him all of Amir Johnson's minutes, you're adding like like ten points a game to this team. What? He's in. He's he's good for for twelve and six. And he's good for like. But the thing that the reason why you don't need to go get yo, someone like him is because plus minus is gonna be terrible. Yeah, the reason why you don't have to get someone like him is because you already have uh, zero. You already have Kelly Olynyk, who's that kind of player. Where if he's on offensively, he makes a difference for you off the bench. Hmm. And Kelly can go down low enough that you don't have to. Um, Holy fuck! Marcus Smart was an Andrew Wiggins draft. I know. That's what I just said. Yeah. We were there, bro. Yeah, we were there. Yeah, we were yeah. fucking there. But I, for some reason, I thought Porzingis went that draft. It was the no. following year, right? You know what's scary about the Porzingis draft? Everyone says that Danny was going to trade up to number four with the Knicks, not to take Porzingis, but to take Justice Winslow at four. Who's like, is he any good anymore right now? That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, that scares the fucking shit out of me. They, were, they offered Charlotte... Four first round picks, including this one. We ended up with Rozier instead. What year? That same draft. No, we didn't. Marcus Smart and No, no. Marcus Smart and Jay- draft. The Porzingis was- draft. The Porzingis draft. You're talking about trading up. So, yeah. So yeah. we ended up with Rozier that draft. That's not yeah, that's, so, that's no but Rozier sucks. Nah. You, you fuck I've been seeing you talk you like tweet about Rozier. It's fucking hilarious. Rozier is is a good I, I don't, solid twelve minutes off the bench for you <laughs> every night. You know what I'm saying? He's a good backup point guard. Yo, I know? think I'd rather have fucking Jared Bayless again, you know? 
Like, Rozier really does nothing Did you for see me. Tyler Eulis against us, though? Yes. So, would you rather have... you definitely rather have Eulis over Rozier, right? Yeah. Wow. That fucking Eulis dude came out of fucking nowhere, bro. Like, like at least those guys are... I watched Eulis in college, but, you know, with the um, Kentucky team and all that, but... Like, I think if you upgraded Rozier with a, a fucking... Fuck. Uh, someone who can give you 12 minutes off the bench of... Pure, pure, efficient offense. Uh. This team would be stronger because you don't need a defensive guard when you can play Bradley and Smart for fucking forty-eight minutes. Like if you always have one of those in the game, you just need an offensive complement. And Rose is just not consistent enough to do anything um, consistently, night in, night out. You know, there are some nights where he's very good offensively. There are some nights where he makes. Big defensive plays, but he never does one or the other consistently enough to earn those minutes all the time. He's the type where one he you have to get it all out of him when he's hot. I'm at best hoping for, you know, seven game in the fucking Eastern Conference Finals. I'm at best hoping for some free agent to say, "Hey, what's up? I'll come rock with y'all." You know, at least one. I yeah. mean, not fucking Gordon Hayward particularly. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's talking about Gordon Hayward. What do you think about that? Um, If you get Gordon Hayward, then I think you got to trade Crowder. So what do you think of a, a team of uh, Hayward, uh, Thomas, Horford? If you, if, you, if, you get, if you get Gordon Smart. Hayward, if you get Gordon Hayward and you draft Markel Fultz, then, then you trade Isaiah this offseason. Nah, well, I'm I'm talking about keeping the 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 three free agents, the the three pickups, the three Horford from last year, Thomas this year, and Hayward this year. I don't want Hayward and, and Isaiah on the same team. Huh? Why is that? I would rather I would rather um make Gordon Hayward the the star of the offense because if if you if you if you um. Get Gordon them. Hayward and Markel Fultz, which which is fucking, which wouldn't be a bad deal at all. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like if you get if you get um if you get the number one pick and you get that max contract slot and you give that contract slot to giving Gordon that, Hayward, giving that some thought, you absolutely right. You know you you um you draft Markel Fultz, then then you give you give them Isaiah's minutes and you keep Crowder, so that way. You you know Crowder costs you fucking seven million dollars a year, and you still keep the defensive piece. And now Crowder is your new Isaiah, as far as he's 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 gonna be so, borderline untouchable because what he's gonna give you at what he's costing you is just gonna be so so valuable. When I brought up Gordon Hayward, though, you said you're not gonna keep Jay, Jay Crowder. Why is that? Well, if you keep Isaiah, then 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 oh, okay. yeah, if you keep Isaiah, that. then Crowder has to go. I prefer to take. Gordon Hayward and move on from Isaiah, and I think you would Isaiah would have really really maximum value, um, you know this off season, coming off the season he's having this year, just all the positive PR that he's begun to to brand for himself. You know what I mean? Like he's stepping in that right direction as far as he's getting known nationally. He's talked <laughs> about in MVP conversations. He's uh, talked about by. Um, ESPN reporters on national podcasts and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like he's getting very, very good attention. Yeah. So he his value would be at its absolute peak this year. Where if you drafted Markel Fultz, no one is gonna kill you for turning Isaiah Thomas into maximum, maximum value. You can talk to Philly and and if you can add a pick to Isaiah Thomas. Can you turn Isaiah Thomas and a future first round pick into Dario Saric? Where's this coming from? I, I, can't Isaiah Thomas just walk? He's got one more year in his deal. Okay. So next year, him and Isaiah are going to be on contract years. Bradley and Isaiah. Yeah. So if you if you you turn if you attach a a, a pick or something to Isaiah, you know, for his defensive liability and send him. To a, if the Clippers flame out, if the Clippers flame out, and Doc Rivers is forced to blow it up, tell me that Doc wouldn't trade Isaiah for Blake Griffin. 
I mean, he would, and, and then he, you know, he, of course he would. Put him alongside what Chris Paul? Yeah. <laughs> I bet you he would. Uh, I mean, he he's would, gonna he, have, he, he would trade. He's he would gonna trade have to blow Blake it up. Griffin for Bradley and for Crowder. I mean, for you know, but Doc, I'm not giving him both. He could take Bradley, Doc Rivers, or Crowder. It depends on if we end up with Markel Fultz. Like, like I really want the dude to be around. Um, I mean, he plays good defense, but I still want him to be protected. I want a, you know, a, a group of guys that are going to keep him yeah. in the same way they keep Isaiah Thomas safe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, I, can't, I don't want to lose both. So, you're obviously going to keep Crowder if you get him for the cheap. If, if you already got Crowder for the cheap, and if Avery Bradley says, yo, I'll stay for what's going to be considered the cheap. Like, if Avery Bradley says he'll take 15, 16 million. Yeah. Then the value of having Crowder and Bradley for under $25 million on your salary cap is going to be more valuable than, to me, you know, Isaiah Max Money. Where... I would I would flip Isaiah's minutes into minutes for faults if I know I'm gonna keep Bradley Crowder smart. We ain't even get into the whole thing if we and don't. You're gonna have to pay Marcus Smart soon. Are you gonna pay Kelly Olynyk, who who honestly has played good ball this year? Kelly Olynyk Kelly Olynyk has played good ball. We shit I shit on him all the time. He more often more often than not this year has played good basketball, which. You know when when he's when he's taking a charge or two, when he's hitting a shot, when he's moving the ball, he you know he's been playing good ball this shit. The great white nope. I just I just I I hold it against him and I shouldn't that he went three spots ahead of or two spots ahead of Giannis. I hold that against him. Uh, that's not that's not your fault. That's it's not his fault. It's not his fault. It's Angel's fault. And and it's easy to fucking talk um, in hindsight, you know what I'm saying? But fuck, I mean the reason the reason why Giannis is Giannis is because he was allowed to grow on the court, but he could have had that opportunity here too. And he has a great coach for for his type of yeah. ball right now to yeah. he wants to play. Jason Kidd is so fucking cool, man. To let just be like, you know what? I'm gonna switch my whole style up to you, my dude, because you're the future. And if I let you run this team. You are gonna shine. Yeah, I feel like he's an underrated coach, but I also feel like they're underperforming. Well, that's not his fault neither. Like I feel like they should be at least the fifteen. Is is he the one that's making those moves to get Greg Greg Monroe? Yeah. Is that his idea? Yeah. You know, like you're getting I, players that are not even uh I, I, consistent he, with today's type of NBA. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't he have a say in, in the roster making decisions? <sighs> well, if he does, he's fucking He's crazy because he has like three power forwards, three or three centers, and you know what I'm saying. He's always the Bucks have always had fucking crazy amount of bigs yeah. the last like three or four years. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on with all that. Larry Sanders. Yeah, and and they have Charlie Villanueva back there way back when, <laughs> John like a couple Henson. years ago. John Henson now and and, and um and then you know you draft Jabari, but he's still a power forward too. And yeah, he's a four. Right, you put him alongside. You got you got so many forwards, bro. You got Chris Middleton, and then you got fucking I, playing alongside Attentacumpo, who's playing alongside Jabari Parker, who's playing alongside another power forward, and then somehow you're still trying to get your center in there, who you just traded for not so long ago. Yo, check this out, right? You know how you said earlier, if the if you get the number two pick and it's Lonzo Ball, you trade it. Yeah. Would you trade that pick for Jabari Parker? Hell yeah. Coming off the knee injury? Yeah. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he's like, he can be, I, I, I feel traded, like. I traded for the highest bidder. That's a good bid right there. I mean, you could even get a pick from Milwaukee. Yeah. You know, you can get a pick from Milwaukee. and You can um, do you can do like Jabari and their first round pick, which would be like, I think, and, in the high teens and, or something. And, 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 I'd, and I'd even ask them for Deladova's cheap ass contract to back up, you know, fucking... Markel Fultz or some shit. Nah, man, dude's a good player, man. Cheap ass contract too. 
if Markel Fultz is on the Celtics, he's a good backup, bro. No, but I mean, you wouldn't have Markel Fultz because I'm saying that would be a trade if you trade the number two pick. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just saying, you know, I'm 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 talking on my ass right now because yeah, right, we're I'm, watching the, we're watching the Suns and the Lakers right now too. And, um, and I got so many it, it hurts me to see Devin Booker on the head. Suns because I wanted him to slide and he was kind of sliding. Where'd he go? Like twelve, a thirteen, or eleven in his draft? Uh, tenth. I don't know. Something like that. And the, I think he was the Terry Rozier, the Terry Rozier draft. Uh, I don't even remember, bro. Fucking 13th pick or some shit. Something like that. Yeah. But, 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 um, like, uh, he's a sharpshooter. I really you, like him. If you take a look at somebody like, uh, uh, the Suns, who I'm not sure if they're tanking or what. Yeah, they're, they're tanking. If they end up with one of those top two point guards, holy shit. Yeah. Maybe even the top four. Three points. Brian ours. McDonough would save his job by accident. Cause he's been a fucking terrible GM out there. You think so? As far as what? As far as drafting and predicting. As far as his fucking moves. I mean, he's the he, one paid, that, he, he's, he paid Brandon Knight, right? He's the one that traded us Isaiah. And he paid Brandon Knight, right? Yeah. A, a shitload of money. He traded us Isaiah. And Brandon Knight gets no minutes now. I mean, that's one of the worst trades in NBA history. I like the Marquise Chris uh, pick. Yeah. I'm not sure about Dragon Bender right Me now. Either. I, was a, I would have traded that pick. Yeah. <laughs> they actually traded back into the first round to take both of them. Nah, I would have stayed with the Marquise Chris pick and just kept it moving. They traded, in, they traded up for Marquise Chris. Some NBA franchises should close. I think I think you should have a closing about four NBA teams. You're like wrong on all counts right now. They they should close about four teams. They're talking about expansions. I know, I know. The Grizzlies and the I Sonics know. back, and you want to cut back. The Grizzlies? What do you mean, Vancouver? Yeah. Back to Van? You mean bringing the Grizzlies back to Vancouver? No, we'll bring in a franchise to back Vancouver? to Vancouver. Yeah. No, 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 bro. They should just keep one team. They should they should eliminate the Kings. They should eliminate the Clippers. Bro, you bring a better product and you put more stars on more teams and you don't worry about these injuries that you're talking about. Not only do you shorten the season and add a bye week, but you keep the season length the same. You know what I'm saying? You keep oh it the God. same. You keep it the same and, and then you shorten the teams and then you keep the playoffs in a different type of thing. Maybe you do a top six where a top six get in and you, you know. Worst thing I've ever buy. heard. Bro. The NBA Softball. suffers from so many injuries too, bro, and, and then like that's sports. Ah man, that's sports. The NBA it all starts with All Star Weekend. There is way too much talent in the NBA right now that they're not gonna cut back on it. I didn't say cut back on it. That's a, that you're cutting back by cutting teams, cutting players, and cutting games. I'm not saying cut back on it. I'm saying you make it, you're still gonna make a lot of fucking money. They're gonna make tons and tons of money. You know what I'm saying? But you're going to get rid of garbage teams and owners that don't give a shit about their teams, bro. These owners do not give a shit about their teams. Yo, the Memphis coach just had the biggest rant about being about mediocrity being okay in Memphis for yeah, so many I, years. I, I, I dug that speech. It's because of the fucking owner. He's fucking garbage, bro. Not only is he garbage, but the owner in Sacramento's garbage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Vivek. Um, but um, the owner in the Clippers is garbage for letting Doc Rivers run a muck with that team and making that <laughs> roster garbage. Doc Rivers is is one of the worst general managers of all time. Um, okay, let's keep going down the line right here. I mean, you, do, you, do you really look, need look a team at, in Oklahoma City? Do you need a team in New Orleans, bro? That team is... Do you need three teams in, 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 in fucking Texas? You can call them, call them the motherfucking Texas... Spurs. I don't give a shit. Combine the franchises. Move Houston to a different city. I don't <laughs> care, bro. There's no there's no history in any of these NBA franchises. This shit hasn't even been around a hundred years. Look at what Phil Jackson's doing to the Knicks. It's a travesty. Bro, you can get rid of the yo, get rid of the Nets. <laughs> get rid of the Nets. Call them the call them the New York Nets, whatever if you want. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? You don't need a team in Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? There's just so many things you could do, man. Yo, so um it's funny because we didn't even coordinate this at all, at all. But I hit you up. I was like, yo, I'm going to come through, do the podcast or whatever. You're like, I swing through. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I show up in my Kevin Owens shirt. Okay. Just threw it on. It matches the sweats. You got the prize fighter Kevin Owens shirt right now. 
Mm-hmm. I want to dedicate this next segment mm-hmm. to the Kevin Owens reign. To the God. The greatest universal champion of all time. Oh, man. Kevin Owens. And you know why I say that? Because WWE has disgraced me by putting that belt on Goldberg. You. So right now, it's as, it's as low as it's ever going to be. What they did to my man KO at Fastlane <laughs> was tragic. Yeah. It was tragic. If you're going to have Jericho interfere, at least let him interfere after Kevin Owens at least put a frog splash on Goldberg. Like, make my man look like a strong champion. After the, the you know, this is what, what bothers me about the Kevin Owens reign as a universal champion, okay. is that it was at its peak in his, his last three weeks as the champion. That's when they made him the badass heel champion. Because from day one, he was given the belt by Triple H's interference, and f- at, from then on was always protected by the you know Chris Jericho shadow. I thought they should have cut that, that, um, that storyline long before they did, even though the way they cut it off was beautiful. Mm. The Festival of Friendship is a segment that I've probably watched like 13 times. Yo, my God, the music, the stage show, everything, bro, <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. The mic work, the painting. Oh, man. <laughs> if that painting wasn't so gay, I would consider buying it and putting it in like a, a you know, the, not gay. That shit was the eventual EFB podcast studio. That shit was epic. That painting is hilarious. But the best Kevin Owens, you know, his best run as champion was when he turned on Jericho to when he lost the belt. Because that's, that's the Kevin Owens that made him popular. So <laughs> fast lane happened. Elimination Chamber happened. At least we finally got to say Bray Wyatt is not only just a champion. Because he's, you know, re- most recently had a tag team belt on him for a little while. But damn, my guy Bray Wyatt is now the champion of a brand that has AJ Styles on it. Yep. yep That's yep, a big deal. Yep. That's a big deal. You know, we always look at uh, Raw as the, the main show. SmackDown has been a really, really, really good show since that brand started. You know, like, I realistically enjoy an hour and a half of Raw. I enjoy a full two hours of SmackDown. It's been uh, it's been actually pretty entertaining. I mean, uh, it's been a very very good show. The last SmackDown, I mean, Elimination Chamber to me is better than the last Raw pay per view. Last couple actually. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, and, and, nothing and, really uh, happened at Elimination Chamber until the Chamber. Well, as far as what? Nah, I mean, title change a couple times for a couple people for the women's division. No, because I mean, the Intercontinental right. Champion was in the main event. I'm sorry, what? The tag team belts didn't change hands. No, I know. I'm talking about Naomi being Alexa. Oh, Bruce. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was garbage, in my opinion. You know, and then you had a good storyline with Randy Orton and Luke Harper. Which yeah. was, a, was a That was a good match. match. That was yeah. a good match. Um, That shit was almost 20 minutes. And then you had the... um, Yeah, I mean, that shit was dope. Yeah. I, I thought AJ Styles was fucking great. Started the match off with um John Cena. And um, they went at it. Um... Bray White, like you said, was the eventual winner. If you, if you guys haven't watched it, you don't got the network. That shit was fucking dope. Uh, happened the next night. Randy Orton said he wasn't going to fight him. Yeah, that became part of the storyline. Gave up his slot, and then we end up finding out that he burns Bray Wyatt's house down. <laughs> they played they played that storyline um, in, a, in a very, very good way. It was I re- unique. Yeah. I, re- I really enjoyed it. Like I, I didn't understand it at first, but just looking back, to what it became. It makes uh, sense that you didn't understand it, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, you're not supposed to understand Bray Wyatt's angles ever. Or, and that's why and that's why it was really good because like I just feel like the whole um the whole Goldberg is champion has been so predictable and it's been predictable, you know, for the reason of selling out WrestleMania, which it just it just bothers me because WrestleMania is is, is for the consumer, not the fans. Huh. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference between between the consumers. Yeah, it's you, people actually look forward to the night after WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, I'm like, all right, let's get through WrestleMania so that way we can have the mm. Monday night after WrestleMania it's moment. It's fucking sad, right? 
Because the what excites me more is that now WrestleMania, the the, the night after WrestleMania is now a two night special because SmackDown has been so good. You might walk into SmackDown with like someone like Baron Corbin and in, Intercontinental Champion. Like I I think I think Corbin has like. Can we talk about how how we'll talk about Fastlane though? After uh, I mean, because we got to the Chamber. Fastlane then, was tragic too. And then the next pay per view for was actually for the brand. Well, for the company was Fastlane, and for the Raw brand. And what happened there was the, with the exchange for Goldberg when he beat uh, Kevin Owens. It was kind of weird. Um, I had texted you and I told you the timing of the show was looking like it was going to end. And another squash. And another squash match. And we were like, uh, fucking bullshit. Yeah. Uh, went, like, Kevin Owens was still walking around the ring at 11.02. Cause I checked that's what we're saying. When we say that, that's like, they have like a cutoff time at like 11 o'clock for these shows usually. Like a hard cutoff time. And by the time Kevin Owens rolled in the ring and they hit the bell, it was, what time was it? It was like 11.05. Right. So that that's what had me kind of like, that's what had me thinking like maybe Brock Lesnar interferes and attacks Goldberg. Fuck. And, and we were hoping. What are you talking that's about? That's what I'm saying. That's That was my hope that that's what was going to happen so that Kevin Owens it, wouldn't get squashed. It wouldn't have made sense though with the whole promo that happened before that though. Yeah. With, you know, Brock Lesnar basically saying he's looking forward to either... Kevin, well, not him saying as mouthpiece, Paul Heyman either. Kevin Owens exposing what's up with Goldberg's armor or Goldberg winning the championship and Lesnar actually taking the belt, which is what I think is going to happen. They, or you actually said yourself what earlier that Roman Reigns would possibly end up in a triple threat match. Yeah, I think somehow something's going to happen with Roman where he the only... He's not just going to work with the Undertaker at WrestleMania. I don't know why I got that feeling. It's just something in my gut. It's just something that something tells me that if for whatever reason, you know, under some stipulation, he gets worked into into something with the belt. Yeah. Um. It just I don't know. It, it, it's, He's a top guy, man. He gives he gives us the fucking clues every they, week. He they, says he says to everybody during his programs, it's his yard. And what's the biggest shot of the year? WrestleMania. It's just the one guy that they want him to be great so bad. And at this point, I think because he is such a debatable topic that he's great regardless. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he's he's at that point where it's him and John Cena. Yo, bro, we're in the, we're we're just all not worthy. No, but listen, <laughs> listen, listen. It's 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 us that's wrong. We're all wrong about this. They got it all right. You know, they you, you know, got this fucking attitude about it. You know why they got it all right? Because they they have the ability for two guys to get either booed or cheered by every single person in the arena and more than half of that arena will also buy their merchandise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mad little kids will buy Roman Reigns and John Cena shirts okay. while their dads who paid tickets to those events are booing or cheering. They get a reaction from the entire crowd. And, and get the same reaction from Goldberg, which is why. Getting back to it. Which is why Goldberg. Goldberg they're going to make it. They're going to squeeze this money out of them Goldberg merch yep. up until WrestleMania yep. and then put the belt in Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns is not going to get in there. They're going to run that Undertaker Roman Reigns. Dream match, right? Supposedly a dream match, everybody. Is that, I don't know. I just, um, there's just something in my gut that's telling me something about The only Reigns. thing I see coming out of left field, possibly, is the night after. Uh, Finn Balor's back from injury, and he goes in there and he tells Brock Lesnar he ain't afraid of him. I'm, I'm a, I'm a NXT TakeOver watcher. I mean, I'm, I'm ashamed to admit that, but that's when I, <laughs> that's when I watch them on, on TakeOvers. I think those are really, really good events. I don't watch them every week just because every week it's, you know, just SmackDown and Raw alone is five hours of wrestling. Hey man, if you can skim through the fucking and now, commercials, it's shorter than that. And 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 honestly, the the Raw and and SmackDown Hulu versions are, are like super clutch. Yeah, word. I feel you. I feel you. Um, like the Raw is an hour and a half. I fuck around with um NXT when I see what's going on over there. It's beautiful, but I also feel that. They got the talent right now to be straight, so they can push some talent up to uh, to SmackDown. Yeah, I think they're developing the next the next guys right now. 
Like they they're keeping enough interest in in NXT to they're gonna have Rude do what Samoa Joe did for them. They're gonna have that one veteran who's gonna stay there for two years, make good good money, but not travel that that much. That's what they did for Joe. You know what I mean? Like Joe was the the because Rude travels a lot now. Yeah, NXT is traveling more now, but they're not traveling at any at, at the at the main rosters rate. No, no, hell no. You know what I mean? So, um, Rude still is that dude though that I feel like uh, you definitely gonna get that two that another what another year or so two year run from him on NXT. You can get you can get a, a two year glorious run from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you can do the top heel on the show. Yeah. yeah, you can do what he's gonna do. What Samoa Joe? What Samoa Joe did? Where guys like Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, uh, Finn Balor all got called up before Joe, but when Joe got called up, it was a bigger moment. Bro, we're gonna fucking get Bobby Roode versus Cassius Ono, and then we're gonna get a fucking Bobby Roode, um, Shinsuke rematch, and then I think I think they're gonna that you know they're playing up um, at Orlando NXT Orlando and then Shinsuke is gonna be losing that belt. I mean that opportunity again. He's gonna get the hey hello goodbye push to SmackDown the next day. I think that I think they stretched that to SummerSlam. I mean because he's not back yet. I think he interferes at this upcoming NXT Takeover. Who Nakamura? Well, I mean I think no he'll get a match. No he's getting the main event. Against Rude? Yeah, uh, no, against the winner of Rude Ono. Oh, so Rude Ono is the main event. No, no, Rude Ono, um, I think, is uh, March 15th on NXT. So Nakamura is so, going to get the winner of that match. Right. And Ono's Which is going to be Rude. They're not going to put the strap on Ono. And Ono's going to a big push, but it's not going to happen. No. No. Because um, Ono's somebody that they could have around just as long as they've had. Um, and then that's why I feel like hopefully... It'll happen. It's not gonna happen though. I just wonder if if shit. You got Apollo Cruz the next day last year, so who knows, bro? And Apollo Cruz wasn't fucking ready, was he ready? No. All right then. So your boy Nakamura is is, is something is a is a product, bro. He's not like you know he's not he's not a name. He's a fucking he's a brand. Yeah. But so. I, I just I wonder if do they use Nakamura on the Monday after WrestleMania because his roster. Tuesday. Oh, so you think he's going to SmackDown? Yeah, I think he's going to SmackDown. So the thing with that is, do you? Because you get the, you get the AJ Styles Nakamura all over again, bro. You get those matches. You get those. You get those IWGP matches all over again, which is something that you have never seen on YouTube. People should watch too, which is great shit, man. You you know what I'm saying? You're gonna see though they they work great matches together. So, but but the, you know what's something so stupid that that to me is something that WWE would do huh. is that Nakamura's color scheme. Go so well with Raw that I think even something like that would be a reason why they would they would they wouldn't I don't feel like waste Nakamura on SmackDown uh, and not that Smack not that putting Nakamura on SmackDown is a waste I just feel like they think his ceiling is so high that they would want to maximize that on the main show. No, nah, I think I think it's something more now the angle they try to push now that it's competition now. So I think that uh, Nakamura makes a good uh, argument that SmackDown will have guys like the guys like uh, Roman Reigns and the Finn Balor's and the Samoa, you know, like 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 the I'm sorry, like the attitude type uh, faces. Because Nakamura is a very swaggish dude, but he definitely has some attitude too, and I feel like SmackDown needs for their faces because uh, their their faces are kind of lame right now. Nakamura's the kind of guy that um <laughs> I mean you could re- pretty much argue that SmackDown's only faces John Cena. Yeah. Nakamura's the, <laughs> Nakamura's the kind of guy that when he gets called up has to be immediately put in a in the world title contention. And he can. Yeah. Against Bray Wyatt. Yeah, definitely. Um Yeah, that would you know, the the more you talk, the more you're talking me into Nakamura on SmackDown. It's gonna happen. You're gonna get Ty Dillinger, who's a SmackDown guy. Yeah. Uh, who I heard was backstage at Raw though or something. Mm. Was he around on Raw? I don't know. Um, maybe he might have been seen on Raw and I might have missed it. But I must have read somewhere online that he was on Raw. Maybe I'm bugging. Um, Is it just me or does does does? But the ten's gonna be on SmackDown too. Does to me Ty Dillinger has like Daniel Bryan potential? 
That boy has Shawn Michaels potential. You think so? Yeah. People sleep on. on I'm a, on I'm him a, so I'm a Ty Dillinger fan. Yo, he yo he has great in ring work, man. Yeah, he could put people over too. Yeah, he puts cats over, man. He put cats over, man. He has he has he has he drops. He could drop a, a four and a half star match on on any occasion on somebody. I would really like to see. Did you um, watch any of the Bobby Roode? Um, with um Dillinger? Ty Dillinger? Yeah, yeah. Good saw, shit, right? Yeah, no, they were good. Yeah. I I I really um I re- like if the Tuesday after WrestleMania Baron Corbin has the Intercontinental title and he gets like a mystery challenger and all of a sudden it's the you know the flash and tens. Yeah. Like that'd be a dope moment. Like imagine imagine Ambrose putting over Corbin at Mania and then Corbin putting over Ty Dillinger's arrival with the Intercontinental strap and then starting a feud going up into SummerSlam. And then you put it back on Corbin at SummerSlam. It'll be fresh. Like you give him a mania moment and then also give him the you, moment of getting it back on you get the, the whole you get the whole cut the line thing, but who gives a shit? Right? I mean, that's just I, I I SmackDown got a lot of potential. You put Nakamura and Dillinger on that show and realistically and realistically, that show is the one show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday, yeah, yeah. It's it's going up on a Tuesday. Yeah. Um, but um, I think uh, if they do that, yeah, man, they'll be definitely inclined to be for the number one slot. Cause um, um, I mean, it's fucking raw slacking right now. And you know what? Shout out to Kevin Owens for carrying raw for the past what eight months. <laughs> because what, what even we, even with a, even with a slow but not not too fun storyline with Jericho. I mean, it had its moments, right? Yeah, it had, it had its good moments. I, I it had its bad moments too. Yeah. I would have liked to see the the last three weeks be done for like three months. Um, that would have been cool to see a badass Kevin Owens. Um, yeah, know, I mean, winning it, clean. It, like it, he has it would have been fun to just see a badass Jericho with him too. Yeah, like like mean guys instead of like comedy. Comedy, you know <laughs> that that angle would have been fun too. The 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 comedy was funny though. Yeah, it was. It, it was. It but comedy was like, like, but, but wouldn't it have been cool though if they just said, you know what, Braun Strowman, go fuck yourself, and they went walking to his face and just just put him through, you know, a table like they did um, Roman Reigns, where they tried to do Roman Reigns. You know, you know why? You know why they? I think I think that puts them over. But you know why they milked it for as long as they did? No, oh. because you know, drink it in, man, is on T-shirts. It was not no more. Now it's the list, baby. Yeah. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, he he's gotten cool slogans out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, shout out to uh, like you know you know the kind of age that we're in with social media. Like, you know, you just made the list is gonna be like a meme for the next ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think about uh the 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 whole um, mania card? Yeah, I mean, not the, not even the mania card, but. NXT Orlando. Uh, I just want to talk about this real quick. There's going to be a triple threat tag team match, Arthur's of Pain, DIY, and the Revival. What do you that think mean, happens to the Revival they, they after come, that night? I think. I think because they ain't not. They're not coming home with that strap. No, I, I, they beat American Alpha on Tuesday after um, Tuesday after WrestleMania and, and win the SmackDown belts. That'd be fucking sweet. They win the SmackDown. I know. I wanted to get into that because I know you are a big fan of the revival. Big fans of the revival. I think so, they're the, ba- the best tag team in, in wrestling. Something else, yeah. The best tag team in wrestling. Their in ring work is like, uh, what's the um, what's the chubby dude? The ball dude. Uh, Dawson. Scott he, Dawson. He 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 is so Dean Malenko to me. That team is fucking nasty. I, bro. Fuck, I really really like that team. Yeah, man. Them on SmackDown too, yeah. Yeah, that's a perfect on, SmackDown crew. Right perfect there. SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect SmackDown uh, tag team. Yeah, yeah. Perfect heels. Perfect. Perfect heel compliment. They to, need the to, boost in Smack and, and tag teams too. Yeah. Uh, they could SmackDown use the tag teams are lacking. Like the you know it's it's American Alpha. Um, the next best team is the Usos. Uh, the Usos, you got the Vods, and then you got um, these Vaude dudes villain. are getting a push. We thought they were gonna get a push, Ascension at one point. The Ascension, yeah, for a little quick run, but they didn't though. No, um, I think that's it. 
besides Rhino when and then cat. he slayed. I don't really consider them a tag team. No, they're doing what they can. Yeah, they they're making money right now. Shout out to them for getting checks. But um, they had their nice little you know three month run where it was fun. Um, can we keep talking about potential uh, SmackDown guys? No way, Jose. Possibly. I like No Way Jose. But you think he's more raw? Yeah. Yeah, me too. He's more. Yeah. I mean, I thought I thought I thought he'd be great for SmackDown, but he'd be even better for Raw. He would be he would be the next wave of um of what Enzo and Cass did. Just and it's that. different too than Enzo and Cass. It's totally this yeah. opposite. To, yeah. Of it's, the spectrum. Yeah. It's, it's like more. It's more watered down. Fucking. He's just like he, white clothes, plain white clothes, as opposed to these two bright. Yeah. He's he's a really likable character. Yeah, no way. Oh yeah, definitely smiley guy. Yeah, whereas opposed to big bad Cass and always being a verbal bully, Enzo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Even yeah. though Enzo's cutting the best promos of all time. Yeah, but he's a bully though. He's a verbal bully. Yeah, he'll verbally abuse you. Mean. I really hope um the belts get back on Sheamus and Cesaro at WrestleMania. No, man. Let's keep going, bro. Let's keep going. Yeah, you're so a club I'm, guy. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so at Clash of Champions, hopefully I can get a Raw and SmackDown thing going on, and then we can get to see the club all back together real quick. We get to see Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and you know, and the club all together. Yeah. I would love to see that. And then we could do all that bullshit later, bro. Because the, the club is exceptional work. They're better. They, they just get... Because they work great comedies too. They could do both. Yeah, they're great at both. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they write their own stuff. You know what I'm saying? They're they're very hip. They're very keen on what's popping. Luke Gallows. Luke Gallows is a very lovable guy back there. When he throws his his ski. Oh yeah, Hootski. <laughs> yeah, too sweet me Hootski. Yeah, yeah, real quick. Yeah, too sweet me Hootski. But uh, uh, didn't he call John Cena John Cena ski once? <laughs> call I don't him know. A, call him um, a, a loser. Nerds. nerds he drops nerds a lot too you see his tweets they're fucking hilarious he, he <laughs> adds everybody too he'll add Xavier Woods and Biggie and be like nerds <laughs> hashtag nerds and, 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 it's, and it's and it's fucking hilarious yeah uh, um speaking of a new day um I really want to see Biggie go on a championship run solo speaking of new day I don't want to see them suck on ice pops I'm not I'm not I'm yeah not, I'm not looking forward to this. Nah, what what they're doing with them right now is so bad that at this point, um, just split them. Yeah, <laughs> salvage it, salvage it they because should put, they should just make Langston and Big and uh, Kofi a tag team and put Xavier in two hundred five. They either have to do that or Biggie has to go on on has to insert himself in the in a championship title run. Yeah. I think I think he's that good. They all could Kofi in a continental, Biggie heavyweight run. You know, well, not even imagine. If, I'm sorry, U.S. Championship for Kofi. No, imagine if you put both Kofi and Biggie in the championship title run, and now they have to face each other. Nah, nobody wants to see that shit. Think so? They're good enough workers, yeah. That a a new day split, where I think they're big enough where a new day split is doable now. Imagine that chant. No day split. You know what I'm <laughs> they split. Imagine that chance. Yeah. Oh man, that's ugly. Um, like 205 Live is gaining so much steam that if now your top four guys is 205 Live, let's tell people what 205 Live is right quick though. 205 Live, the Cruiserweight Show after SmackDown on the WWE Network on Tuesdays. Um, it's it's a really good hour. It's a really good hour of um of wrestling, entertaining and, wrestling. Yeah, with storylines. Yeah, and I I honestly I watched that over NXT. I'm not into I, I'm NXT not into like build good storylines. That's why. Yeah, NXT to me is 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 development. Yeah, pure I mean, character. It development. definitely feels that way. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and and guys that could hold uh. A storyline over for a good while, like you know, top guys and whole storylines over. Like for a when they while. had when they had Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe. That I, I would I I thought. But let's be honest, mid carders can't hold storylines for shit in that show. No, they can't. No, they can't. Um, you don't those Cien Alma storylines don't just have that punch. Yeah, that a Bobby Roode and Nakamura storyline could potentially have. Well, not, um, not only that, but I mean, the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn thing was popping in NXT. Oof. 
And but that was that that didn't film the card. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm and it, saying. And it wasn't because you know one of them had the belt at one point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that that's how good NXT was at one point. It's not at that point right now. No, but but, but 205 I, Live is getting to that point where the the top top guys are gonna be Neville, who's doing great work, Arius Spears. Uh, Aries Spears, oh my God! Austin Aries. Austin Aries. Who the fuck is Aries Spears? Oh, the comedian. <laughs> the guy from Mad TV. Shout out, shout out comedy right now because we on some shit. <laughs> Yo, I do that with people's names. When we went to the draft, Just butchering guys' names. <laughs> when we went to the draft in Brooklyn, I remember feeling mad dumb because um, they showed a play of um, of what's his face of Jeff Green hitting a game winner in Miami, and I yelled out Gerald Green. The dude next to me was like, yo, it was Jeff Green. I was like, yeah, my fault. <laughs> funny thing is, we ended up with a... Sorry, funny thing is, we ended up with a Gerald Green, too. I know. Shout out to Gerald Green, man. He, he, the, when he plays well, it's fun to see him play. The the occasional, um, you know, big dunk in a game has been worth the $2 million he's made this year. It's cheap. Yeah. Uh, we're going to cut the show. Shout out to OTO at Overtime Often. That's your boy Elliot from Boston. The Celtics did uh, a little bit of wrestling and the next EFB sports show. Uh, we're going to try to link with somebody and make it a, a three-man show. I'm going to see if I can make that happen. So um, check out for that. Check out OTO on all platforms at Overtime Often. Uh, yeah, OvertimeOften.com. I have, have to talk about maybe paying somebody to join us. Fuck it if we have to, I right? Know. Maybe paying a wrestler. Yeah. Like a like a like an indie wrestler out here. Maybe paying Oni Lorkin. Maybe he wants to fucking <laughs> talk wrestling and maybe we talk about, you know, where he came from in Boston. I don't know. We're just throwing ideas out there. Yeah, so it's sky's you know, the limit at this point. Yeah, we're just spitballing right now, but that's when you get the best ideas. So we're gonna uh, try to take this to the next level on the EFB sports show. So uh, check us out after Mania. Uh, we'll have an update, uh, hopefully, on where the Celtics are going into the playoffs and um, what that's going to look like. And then um, we will discuss what uh, after WrestleMania season happens, you know, what happens there, because that's really, you know, day one of the new year for wrestling. So it's a really exciting time Hallelujah. right now. Um, you know, Mania is kind of considered Christmas, and, and, you know, the SmackDown and Raw should be the new year. So it's going to be fun. New storylines going to start brewing. I'll see some cool stuff and uh, we're excited. So for OTO and CFB, we out. Drop the music. World, world order.